This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Baltimore Ravens on our 150th episode. Yay! As Woo-hoo! usual, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Woohoo! Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Nice studio you got here. Yeah, all three of us are together. Thanks, dudes. <laughs> Welcome to Harry Hog Studios. For our 150th uh, episode, monumental. 150 episodes. No one else out there has done 150 episodes of a Redskins fans podcast. No way, no No, how. sir. No, sir. Mm-mm. At least not the way that we do it. I wish it would be under. I wish it would be under better circumstances, like after a win. But yeah, that would have been great. No, sir. Went across the belt line and got our belt lines kicked. I think we got kicked beneath the belt line. I think we got kicked beneath the belt line. Below and the belt line. Some controversy in Redskins land this week with Clinton Portis. Jim Zorn. A little, um, little coach player uh, situation. John, lay it out for us because you heard it go down live on ESPN Radio. Yeah, as a matter of fact, on Tuesday uh, afternoon as I was driving during my work, um, one of my locations I heard I was listening to the John Thompson show with B Mitch on there and I turned it on just in time to hear Clinton Portis uh start his interview and start complaining about how Jim Zorn was treating him and he was like you telling me that other people can't practice or don't practice all week and then with me how come it's different for me that you know Pete Kendall doesn't practice all week and then I go out there and I don't practice and you're gonna pull me out in the third quarter saying that I'm not prepared and then he said, are you s me? And, of course, we know what the S stands for. And he said it live. Not <laughs> with Aaron, Josh, and John. On live. ESPN 980, <clears throat> uh, broadcast on 102.1 The Game in Virginia Beach. And uh, there was about a five-second pause where I'm sure Brian Mitchell and John Thompson's jaws just dropped. Kind of like mine did when I was listening. Like, he didn't just say that. Did he really pull him out because of lack of preparation? Because if that's the case, then... Why did he even start the game at all? Well, I don't think that's what really happened. I think that's just something that Zorn said. Because, you know, he tends to talk and talk and talk and just draw things out. And I think he was just kind of saying that, you know, I think what he didn't say there was Clinton Portis needed to take a break. He needed a rest. We need him to be more prepared for the next week because he's just getting the snot beaten out of him in the game. And I'd rather have him out for half of a game and then ready to go even better for the next game than what he's doing because he has not had a, a good couple of weeks the last couple of weeks. And I think it just kind of got blown out of proportion, to be honest. Now, didn't Portis say something to the effect of that Jim Zorn um, accused him of not going out when he was supposed to go out for passes and something like that? He said that there was a problem with uh, pass protection on at least one play. Now, we all know, as Redskins fans, that Clinton Portis is the best pass-blocking running back in the NFL. Sure. Hands down. So he was pretty upset. Hands down. Yeah. He was pretty upset about that, um, about that insinuation. Um, That being said, Liddell Betts had the best game he's had this year. Was it like 17 yards? I, I don't know. What do we have on here? What's that? In any event, dude, um... 
It seemed to me that Clinton Portis got pulled out right when we needed him the most. We pulled within seven, and he wasn't in the game. At all. Yeah. Which is really bizarre. Yeah, Clinton Portis, what, he rushed for, he had 11 rushes for 32 yards? Yeah, Liddell Betts had six rushes for three yards, but he did catch three passes for 57 yards. I was going to say, dude. That's that's what I was thinking of. That's his (laughs) best game, dude, three yards rushing. Because didn't he have, like, that huge one after two false starts down at the goal line, starting at our own goal line, or, like, the three? He had, there were two false starts, and then Sellers got the first down, and it was a hold on Samuels, I think. Yeah, yeah, and he had that, like, swing pass over to the side. The Betts, and Betts really kind of took off on that one. So, and that's something that they've always said, that Betts is really good in uh, passing downs as well. So, you know. Yeah. Um, But did he fumble? Did Betts fumble? Betts did not fumble, but... uh, Then it was his best game of the year. And Clinton Portis did, as we well know, because Redskins killer Ed Reed picked it up and ran it in. Oh, yeah, and it was a fumble, too, so you dudes out there can't deny it. Yeah. You got to call it as you see it. It was, but you know when they called it close, of course, we were all yelling at the TV. But but later on in the game when we were like, you know, if they if they turn that uh, Redskins fumble, they've got to, you know, they got to give it to us the other way, too. And it was just as close later on when we were on the other side of it. So, Unlike mm-hmm. Sean Sweezum's kicks. Oh, um, don't even get me going. On so, that. so, 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 and anyway, to, just to wrap up the the Portis thing, apparently he and Zorn met behind closed doors, and everybody's all good. And you know, the, Zorn called out the team captains in that same press conference Monday, and team captains are like, "Yeah, we need to step up." Like Lyndon Fletcher, he's saying the same kind of thing. Something tells me, and this is just kind of the way it's gone in the NFL this year, and often does. When you have a, a controversy on your team, a controversy. A controversy on your team, like Clinton Portis and the coach kind of yelling at each other. Um, usually, they they air out the dirty laundry in public. They meet and get it all together, and that player usually comes out and has the best game of the year. Let's hope that is the case, because I really don't want to go to Cincinnati tomorrow with you guys, with our fat seats on the 35-yard line, and see the Redskins get beat by the lowly Bengals. Our fat $5 seats. Dude, there were $5 seats on StubHub for the Cincinnati game. Those aren't the ones we got, though. We paid a little bit more. Dudes, if you're listening to this podcast, you could get a seat or a ticket on StubHub tonight, Saturday night, and then drive out and pick it up from somebody in the greater Cincinnati area. Dude, there were people in D.C. that were giving away their seats to this game. Yeah, they were on Craigslist. So if you guys really want to go, just check Craigslist and head on out. We'll be tailgating in Lot B. You'll find us there. Yeah, let's come back to that, though. We need to uh, We need to get into... Uh, Oh, Aaron, we forgot something. Oh, back on the Portis thing, though. Right. Real quick. Um, I'm going to kind of side with Portis on this whole thing. Really? Like how? You're not going to side with Zorn? Not at all? No, I'm not going to side with Zorn. Dude, that's only like the third time we said Zorn during this podcast. It's kind of cool being in the studio together because we were both kind of giggling and looking over to Aaron, and he kind of looked over at us like, "What? what's up? What's so, oh. what's so funny? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's just go right into the kicks because I can't contain myself anymore. That game was horrible. <laughs> it's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. This week's Kicking the Balls of the Ward is brought to you by Shimp's Confectionery in Jeffersonville, Indiana. 
maker of world-class Red Hots. When your candy maker skimps, go to Shimps. Thank you, Shimps, for sponsoring us. Very nice. Anyway, um, uh, the kicks, who wants to start it off? I'm going to go ahead and start off. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start off and go ahead and give my kick to possibly my most hated player on the Redskins in, in a couple of years now, and that would be Sean Sweezum. Seriously, dude. Seriously, you got to you got to kick a field goal, and and I'm giving a mini kick to the Z Man because uh, at this state he should be getting competition in camp, and I don't know if they're just like we have three games left. Um, we don't we we really can't bring in anyone better. We're gonna hopefully he'll break out of his slump. We don't want to break his confidence. I don't give a damn about his confidence. This guy sucks. He's a former cowboy. He needs to go. Cut! Cut! Seriously. Yeah. So, that's my kick. What about you, Josh? Well, John kind of took my kick away since uh, he... uh... (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go there. (laughs) John's motioning to me. See, it's good, but we can all see each other here. It is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And I was thinking about that, but I'm going to leave it for Aaron. If he doesn't, I'm going to come back and snatch it up at the end of this as an additional kick. Uh... But uh, I was going to kick Jim Zorn, too, because, you know, this kicking thing has gone on for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we say it over and over and over and over. And for some reason, there's no one in, in that we're seeing in Redskins Park trying to uh, trying to take this job on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever it is. So, exactly. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, Jim Zorn, you get my kick for this week. There it is. Well, you just stole mine, dude. Jim Zorn stole both of ours. <laughs> Jim Zorn called what was quite possibly his worst game of the season, dude. Seriously, what was up when our both of our tackles went down and we had our backup center playing left tackle for the first time since like college, ever. and he didn't give any help over there. He had two downs, a third, a second, and a third down. And he didn't give him any help on either down. Dude, we're, all right, tell me this. I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not a football coach. I bring in a backup center that hasn't played left tackle against one of the most aggressive defenses in the league. Where do I think they're going to attack from? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could see Terrell Suggs over there, like, hanging out, hovering over him, just like, oh, He's yeah. He's, like, salivating. Oh, yeah. There's, like, drool dripping down his face mask. He's so pumped. And, dude... If you know it's coming from that way, why not draw up some kind of screen or something that invites them in over there? He kind of did that on the first play, did that quick handoff, but the second one, he just left him out to dry. Yeah, dude. And there were other calls in that game. It's been almost a week now since the debacle. But there are other calls in that game that were highly questionable. Like the timeout after a delay of game penalty? Yeah, what's that? What is that? Although, dudes, I, I gotta say, it's his first year. I don't care. On the other hand, the Ravens coach is also in his first year. Yeah, that's true. But let me let me point this out. Even though I kicked him in in uh, Jim Zorn's defense, we were talking about this I think at lunch today, um, or yesterday, or sometime here. Um, he needs to he needs to not go away after this year. If we if we yeah. have a, if we have a winning season, you know, actually, I mean, 
even if we lost the rest of our games, I think he needs to be there another year at least. And, and one thing that we did talk about was if Jim Zorn does go away, how that's going to affect uh, Jason Campbell as a quarterback. Right. Um, you know, I think it will just totally kill Jason Campbell's career if uh, if they make a coach a head coach move. If they make a head coaching move or a quarterback move, I think they both need at least one more year. Um, Together. Yeah, I agree. Because I think it could end up being something really good. And I think you brought up John Matt Hasselback. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at that situation. How long was uh, he with Zorn before he before he became a good quarterback? Right. And he says it takes like two or three years to get to a position where it's it's really natural. Um, and believe me, Jason Campbell is doing a really good job considering all the things going on around him. Yeah, but dude, he totally pulled North Turner, send send in, uh, squeeze him out to kick that one long field goal when everyone in the stadium knew he wasn't going to make it because he sucks. Yeah. Why didn't we go for it? I do agree there. He should. We should have gone for it at that point. You know, I don't think we could count on Sweezum at any given time. It's like they keep giving him these chances. I don't know why. Yeah. I can't figure it out. Like there's no one else available in the whole entire United States that can kick a ball between two yellow poles. Well, you know, soccer's in season now, so everybody's taken. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't care. Sweezum should be... And it's not looking up for tomorrow's game, being that there's supposed to be like 19 to 20 mile an hour winds in Paul Brown Stadium. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, Aaron, so uh, who are you going to kick? I just said Zorn. Just Zorn? You're kicking Zorn? Okay. Yeah, just Zorn. All right. Okay. Well, dude, I got to bring it up. I know Josh is thinking the same thing. Go ahead, go ahead, and then I'll say what I'm going to say about it. Yeah, we got got one more we're going to give a collective kick to, someone that we actually talked well about for a few weeks um, but that has definitely gone by the wayside. Carlos Rogers, you suck, <laughs> dude. Dude, now that you say that, and 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 uh, I do agree to an extent, but he did have two passes deflected, I believe. Um, I think he, yeah, but it came down to he gave up that huge touchdown in the fourth quarter. I mean, he totally got burnt. The guy just did this like little little cut stutter move, and and Carlos was just like. Yep. Oh. Yeah, here's a thought. He only for had you. one tackle. Here's a thought for you, dude. Carlos Rogers covering TJ. Who's your mama? Who? Who's your mama? Dudes, all I know between Carlos Rogers and Sean Springs. Speaking of Sean Springs, cut. Because he's probably. I think he's going to get cut this off season, and I think mm-hmm. D'Angelo Hall is going to get paid. Oh yeah, dude, they're going to keep him. Dude, dudes, four games, two picks, fumble recovery. And would have had three picks if it wasn't for Sean Springs. Exactly. <laughs> Cut. The Keystone Capers? Where's that music, dude? That's, we need the Benny Hill music here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's called Yakety Sax. Yakety Sax. Gonna have to bring that up. Yakety Sax. Dude, dude I want to do like a bloopers reel of every time Carlos Rogers has, <laughs> has dropped an interception and like his reaction afterwards. And do it to the Benny Hill music? Yeah. That would be hilarious. Nice. Well, let's talk about some good things. Let's move on to uh, to some game balls. I know I've got one. I'm ready to get one. The coveted and ever elusive game ball award. All right, here's a game ball award brought to you by Wacom, maker of fine digitized tablets or whatever they're called. All right, they melt in your mouth. I think they're Wacom, but we don't like to say that. Wacom. <laughs> 
Brought to you by Wacom's tablet. And that, that plays right, <laughs> Wacom. That plays right into my, uh, that plays right into my game ball because I'm going to give it to the, uh, to big number, uh, 30, Laron Landry. Um, I, what? All right, go ahead, go ahead. Why are you making faces, dude? I don't know. Didn't he have, <laughs> didn't he have an interception? Yeah, he and, did. And like, he had, a, he had an interception. He had like a fumble recovery or something. Hold on. He had a couple of passes deflected. I'm trying to remember. Where are we here? He, he did totally. He had, a good, he had a good game. He totally poached that interception, too. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's it's. we had two picks in that game total, and and it was basically a matter of those guys. He forced total, a fumble. Total deed. He forced a fumble. He had he had one uh, one pass deflected, but he did have one interception uh, for five yards afterwards. So Nice. You know, to me, that warranted a game ball. And I, you know, I just think Ron Landry is shaping up to be a really good player for the Redskins. I think we're going to see him continue to mature and and become someone that we're going to want to see on the field uh, every week. Oh, he's the top. He's one of the top safeties in the league, and I think the fans voted him to the Pro Bowl. Oh yeah, along with Horton, dude. And I'm not seven other Redskins, <laughs> dude. I cannot even. All I got to say is I've made I've said what I think about the Pro Bowl. We've like, who it. are you voting for, class president? And the Redskins have finally, Redskins fans Furious. have finally proved what a sham the Pro Bowl is. Way to go, dudes. Way to go, dudes. Nice. Way to go, Redskins fans. What a joke the Pro Bowl is, seriously. Anyway, we got to continue on with our, um, we need game balls. Game balls. Anyway. Um, who's up? I guess it's my go. Um, I'm going to give mine to the caveman. Ooh. Actually, did he have that huge run in this game or the last one? The one where he did the leap? Mm. I think it was the last one. Oh, okay. They all run together. He had a couple, he had a couple of receptions. He had a couple of receptions. He had that huge one on that, that, that got called back at the goal line because Samuel's held. Oh yeah, but then Allegedly. that was pretty cool actually. We had like those three penalties in a row down there, and we still converted the first down. That's where yeah. I was like, man, we still got hope. It's Zorn's first year. We still got hope. It's not his team, really. It's guys that have been there. So I'm actually, I like the fact that Zorn has discovered the caveman can actually do things like catch the ball. So I'm going to give my my game ball to him. I'm actually surprised you gave the game ball to him. We'll see who Aaron gives his game ball to because there was someone else that I thought really shined on, uh, on the offense. Oh, and, on the uh, offense. On the yeah. offense. You know, I typically like to give a defensive game ball, but uh, um, giving an offensive game ball, I'm surprised that that's who it was. We'll see what Aaron comes up with. I'm not giving any game balls to any players. You're kidding week. me, dude. Not any players. I've been thinking about this all week. Come on. I'm giving my game ball to every Hardcore Redskins fan under the age of like 23 because. How odd. Dude, <laughs> think about it. We sucked in the game against the Ravens, and these people have never seen the Redskins win at all. It has been 17 years since, uh, since Super Bowl 26. So they've grown up thinking the Redskins suck. Jason suck. Campbell's number. There's, there's a whole generation of Redskins fans that. Have seen us as the Browns. There are people that or are going. The Bengals. They're going to the college Chiefs. next year, thinking the Redskins are nothing special. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, we're the, we're the Bengals. We're the Chiefs. So we're my the hats, Browns. My hats off to you guys for keeping the faith. Never seeing the keep the faith, brother. Never seeing any um, um, you know, championships since you were born. 
keep the faith because it feels that much better when your team finally wins it all. Like yeah. we're going to do when we win three in a row to finish the season. We barely squeak in, knocking out the Cowboys for the sixth and final spot in the playoffs this year, and we go all the way. <laughs> there is a chance, but. Dude, that's a good that's a good game ball. But keeping in tradition with, with Harry Hogg, and we do typically say it's got to be a, a player or a uh, ref or a coach. It oh, has to be. So Wait, I said that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you said so that. So I'm throwing this out. I, well, I, I got to give it to someone well, else. Let, well, before you do, let me just ask this question, and this may help you out. How many weeks has it been since we scored a touchdown? Zero, because Randall L scored one this week. Before this week. Thank you. Thank you. Before this past week. I don't know. How many? It's been like two. It was like at least two weeks, wasn't it? We didn't score a touchdown in the in the game before. Okay. So we scored one. So touchdown. who's your game ball go to now? Randall L. Yeah, Randall L. Dude, he had five receptions. He had he led the team in receptions. He had he only had forty seven yards, five receptions, but he had a that seventeen yard uh touchdown. That's cool. All right. That's cool. But I, that reminded me of a question I have. What's up with all these receivers running like these eight yard routes? And he got he got happy and spiked the ball. We got to see a little jubilation out of Randall L. We always see jubilation. No, we see smiles, dude. But he got, he got like pumped. He spiked the ball, and was jumping all over the place. Okay, not but, dancing. Yeah, but, but not what's dancing. up with the, yeah, good Aaron? That's a good point. What's up with these dudes? It, I mean, it's not like they're running routes that are catch and run routes. They're running like ins. Yeah, eight yard ins or seven yard ins, which makes it really difficult to turn around 180 degrees and and go get the extra two or three yards you need for a first down. Starting to get on my nerves. Run 10-yard routes, dude, seriously. And it's probably not their fault. That just goes back to my regular kick about Jim Zorn. Well, this West Coast offense, right, it, there's so many slants, these little four-yard oh. slants that we keep running. In. Oh, dude, thanks for bringing that up, oh, which man. goes back more to my kicking the balls for Jim Zorn. If we're such a West Coast offense, what's up with the Ravens just totally destroying us in the middle? And I'm like, why don't you spread the field, put in four wide receivers, and they won't be able to do that. They'll have people they have to cover instead of two receivers and a tight end. They'll have an extra dude out there. Why don't we spread it and then start running it? And they did it at one point, and what happened? I don't remember the play. But I was like, spread it. Spread the field, and we ended up doing something good, like got a first down or something. And that just is back on Zorn. Spread the wealth around. Spread it. There you go. The All Colts right. did it. Yeah. And they destroyed the Ravens because they always have like four receivers out there. Anyway, yeah. true, true. Quick shout-out. I also want to give a shout-out to London Fletcher. I almost switched it to him, but uh, dude's playing with super pain, and he he's he's just like a bulldog, like a really, really mad bulldog. I mean, you see him out there, and he's doing the extra push. He's getting the extra hits. Dude is out there playing in, like, negative degrees, mm-hmm. and it's got to hurt, and he is just hitting people like crazy. Ten tackles, two assists. I mean, he's he's above and beyond many of the other players on defense. I mean, he's super talented in that fashion, but he's also he's so damn tenacious. Mm-hmm. He's a great tenacious example. D. That's that's he's tenacious. D. That's why he's a he's a good team captain. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was tied with Ray Lewis for tackles in this game. Dude, Ray Lewis got posterized once. I'm trying to remember. The only thing Ray is Ray Lewis. Lewis in jail. The only thing is Ray Lewis did have a sack and. He did. Uh, 
know who killed those two people in that Atlanta nightclub 10 years ago? Yes. Yeah. Ray Lewis should be in jail. Dude, it was Sellers that posterized him at one point. He came in and tried to tackle Sellers, and Sellers just kind of like bowled him over. <laughs> nice. Which you don't see often, him getting knocked around, kind of like Landry. I, I have a feeling we're going to see more Caveman. That would be good. Sweet. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to the uh, injury report. And uh, let me see here. The injury report with John Adams. All right, dudes, the injury report going into week 15, game 14 on the Redskins schedule. Um, we're going to be without... Marcus list. Washington it's a long again. List. <laughs> yeah, it's a super long list. We already know that. Uh, that. Uh, 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 Speaking of Marcus Washington, at this point, I think he's going to be cut by the end of the year too. Him and Sean Springs. Yeah, kind of worried about that. I mean, not, not worried about it because he seems like a good guy. I wish they could just get him healthy because I think he could be a, an asset to the team if he could stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, we know Samuels is done for the season. Um, Jansen's probably done. He's he's doubtful. Um, I think he's done for the season. So who do we get? Fabini. Well, Fabini's probably going to start. That that seems to be the deal. He's played guard and tackle. I think he's going to be able to fill in. Dude, he better be able to fill in against the Bengals. I mm-hmm. think he's good enough for that. Um, Springs is game time, so we know he won't play. He won't play. Um, London Fletcher's foot is still hurt, so he'll play. He'll play. <laughs> um, we may be without Cornelius Griffin, but Goldston looks like he's going to come back. Uh, Gr- a Griffin big will one. play. Griffin will play. A big one. Man, Griffin played. Talk about someone who plays through pain. Who, Sean Springs? <laughs> <laughs> Cut! <laughs> um, Chris Horton is a game-time decision. Uh, it was looking like... I thought he was doubtful. He was doubtful, dude. Yeah, that's that, what they were saying earlier this week is that he's game-time. Okay. Well, I think he downgraded it to yeah. doubtful. Yeah. What do yeah. you, what do you have? Like a, I thought he had a He had a shoulder stinger, stinger, and it was looking like at first that he might be out for the rest of the season. So it wouldn't surprise me if they held him out and let Mike Green, Mr. Irrelevant 2000, come back in and play. Um, or if Sean Springs actually shows up. Who? They, <laughs> if Sean Springs actually decides he feels well enough to, like, you know, um, <laughs> do the job that he's getting paid for, then um, – they might use him at no safety lie. and use D'Angelo Hall and Carlos Rogers up on the the line. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, basically, the entire offensive line is either hurt and will play, or is hurt and out. They're all hurt, they're all dinged up. It's funny when you look at when you look up uh, like Pete Kendall's status, and, and it just says in parentheses knees plural plural. That's some guy who's going to be having a hard time walking when he's older. Yeah. Yeah, well, the offensive line. Older. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, the offensive line is really scaring me. We, I don't even know who's going to actually show up and be able to get on the field. Josh, that's why when Pete Kendall does, <laughs> that's why when Pete Kendall doesn't practice, he still has to play. They can't, they can't like, you know, sit him for not practicing. But everyone's injured. Samuel's out. Jansen out. All right. Are so you blanking me? No. Let's break um, this down. Who do we think is going to start at left tackle? Mike Sellers. <laughs> <laughs> um, left tackle is going to be probably, um, Stefan Heyer. Right tackle is going to be Fabini. Right. And after that, it's going to be Josh Allen <laughs> and then Aaron Allen. Who's the center? Um, Robach. 
is Chaotic Funk. Personally, Robeck's like the only one that's not. Oh, injured. and Guy Singer, who they put in last week, they threw him out there, and they're just like, "Here you go, dude. Stand on this island and guard the quarterback's blind side for two plays with no help." Um, <laughs> yeah, he's out for the year too because he injured his knee in that game, Dang. so he's done. So we didn't we sign two dudes off the street this week? We signed a bunch of just random guys. Devin Clark, who came off the practice squad, and uh, some other guy, another Montgomery, Will Montgomery, um, who used to play for the Jets in oh. Carolina. Exactly. And a former Atlanta lineman named uh, DeAnthony Batiste. <laughs> the Anthony. Kind of like the Brickashaw Ferguson, that lineman yeah, like from D- UVA D- who was in the Jets. Yeah. The What's the D short for? D'Anthony and Cleopatra. What's the D short <laughs> for, seriously? Uh, Dope. Dude. Duh, Darryl. Uh, Dude Anthony. Daryl? I don't know. <laughs> Daryl Anthony? All right. Don. Don Anthony. So basically, Richard. but Portis, I heard that he said, <laughs> first of all. Richard Anthony. <laughs> First, first of all, Portis um, practiced this week, and I heard in an interview or read in an interview he said he was a hundred percent. Dude, I'm telling you, he's gonna have the biggest game of the year. He's a hundred percent hurt. Is what he what he, he was, said he was a hundred. He said, yeah, 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 I'm feeling a hundred percent. He said he was a hundred percent well, hundred percent. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna be out there. You know, uh, giving it my all. Did he practice the whole week or just Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, they don't really hit the field till Wednesday, I believe. I think, I, I, from what I understand, like wait, they get so Monday they off as far as practice. I think Tuesday game film. I, I, Monday's a film day. Tuesday, I don't know if they if they actually do physical stuff on Tuesday. It might just be with lifting weights. Wednesday is like the big day. You know who needs to practice every day? Carlos Rogers. You know who else? <laughs> Carlos Rogers, they need to hire someone full time just to throw footballs at him. Like kidding. as he's walking, like, like he's walking through Tyson's corner, <laughs> and like you'd be like Carlos, and he turns around and you're zinging footballs at him. He has no idea you're there. And, and for everyone he misses, he has there's some like pay deduction or something. <laughs> John's favorite player, Sean Sweezum, needs to practice every single Dude, day. Cut, cut. Man, I hate him. Anyway, Man, by the him. way, we were wondering the other week where Sean Novak is. You know where he is. Nick Novak. Nick. Nick Novak. Nick Novak. Sorry, he's playing for Kansas City. He is. He's kicking for Kansas City. Really? Yeah. That shows how many Kansas City games I watch. Well, you know, I mean, it's not like he was the, the barely... other first American team. Yeah, he he was barely. <laughs> <laughs> he was barely a uh, 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 five hundred or fifty percent for the Redskins, but he sure kicked that really important one against Dallas. Against Dallas, which we will always be thankful for. That's the best live sporting event I've ever been to. Yes. The other red meat. Anyway, does that round out the injury report? Who else on offense or, or defense is injured? Or we go through them all? Uh, pretty much everyone's nicked up some way. Pretty uh, much. Carlos every- Rogers sat out with an illness. I think he was. Uh, he was sick with himself that he, he was. He sick had such a horrible himself. game. Hmm. But he'll probably play, right? Unfortunately, he probably had like a cold. Dude, I don't know, dude, but we have the offense hasn't scored more than twenty points since week five. To say, five. To say the offense is anemic is a huge understatement. Have offense. we scored more than thirty all year? I think not. Have we? I don't think so. Twenty six at Dallas. That was one of our highest scores. Man, seriously, it's going to happen this weekend. It's going to be a big game. So you claim? I'm not a hundred. Yeah, dude, sold. but it's against Cincinnati. 
I don't care. Yep. Yep. How big of a game is it? It's a big win because we need a win. It's not a big game. Yeah, we just got to win. But, but, dude, let's take a, a station identification break, and uh, we'll come back and talk about the Bengals game. All right, dudes. We're Time back. to talk about the Bengals game tomorrow at Paul Brown Stadium. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's supposed to be about 53 degrees and breezy. 19 no, mile dudes. an hour winds. I'll tell you what time it's going to be. It's going to be Redskin Savings Time because they need some savings right now. Uh, they need to go in and like utterly destroy the lowly Bengals. Yet we always know that teams that are considered subpar, the Redskins play down to. Dude, seriously. Or they're just not as good as we were. We can't. We can't look down on the chili. We definitely can't look down on this team because they took the Giants to overtime and they tied the Eagles. They went overtime with the Giants. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I'm a little more afraid now. That being said, I'm still saying that this Tigers is going to be the highest out. scoring game the Redskins have had this year. Are you going to go on record as saying I'm, that? I, I, I'm on damn record. If you're wrong, dude, next week. Yep. Oh. Paddling. Oh. Uh, dude. Dude, I want to hear you say it. Go, uh, after I, I say paddling. Maybe I, I should just not say paddling. Can we I, cut that part? All I know <laughs> is that I'm not going to go on record as saying this is the highest scoring game because I don't really have a good feeling about it. You're just saying that because we're actually going to the game and you don't want to get yourself psyched up. I'm always pumped, dude. And believe me, I'll be pumped at the game. I'm just saying. I'm not as confident about the outcome as you are. Speaking of the game, dudes, as as we've been saying, we're going to be there. Uh, Do we know what parking lot that we're in? We got our parking pass and everything. Parking lot B. We're in parking lot B, so... uh, so, uh, if anyone out there is actually going to this game that's a Redskins fan and uh, you guys are out there in the parking lot, come find us. We'll be in parking lot yeah, B. You can we're grilling, dude. You could find us in parking lot B. And, dudes, I wanted to tell Mr. Fish and Chips that we're only going to be like 20, 20 rows up. So, I'm ready to suit up if you need to. Oi, 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 fish and chips, fish and chips. And if you guys are in parking lot B, go ahead and give John a call at his cell phone, which is 757. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, dude. I'm not <laughs> Stop, dude, stop. Dude, can we stop and go back? <laughs> oh, and by the way, oi, 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 uh, fish and chips guy is uh, Joe Bugle, because every time they show him on TV, I think we've talked about it before, he kind of looks like an old, like, ruddy British dude. They'd be like, oh, here you are, here we are, here you are, here we are, here we are. So every time we see him on there, we're like, oi, oi, fish and chips. He's had his work cut out for him this week, getting this patchwork line together. Oh, yeah. I That's can't. what I'm saying, dude. I'm ready to suit up. We're yep. like, I'm only going to be like 20 rows up there. He's going to be like jumping up going, put me in. <laughs> Josh, you can just run down on the field. Aaron, can I borrow your Trey, Trey Johnson jersey tomorrow? <laughs> it's at least a line number that I can wear. Yeah, but Randy Thomas is going to have it, so you're screwed, dude. Dudes, I'm... Maybe they can. He's expected to start, but he might not. So if you pay him like, if you pay him like thirty grand, he might let you have his number. <laughs> Dudes, I wonder how how crowded the stadium is going to be. I really don't know. You know what else? They're going to be tumbling tumbleweeds. From what I hear, though, I checked with some people that have been to Bengals games, and they said the fans are fine. They're not like Eagles fans or anything like that. Dude, Eagles fans. And they were like, especially this year when they're like one and something. Can we, oh, can we get the game on WKRP? 
I don't know. I really don't know, but I am looking forward to it. It'll be the best seats that I've ever had for a regular season NFL game. In- including when you were in Canton for the high school stadium game? Yeah, but that wasn't a regular season. That was a uh, special preseason. Pretty pumped for these seats. Preseason I'm pumped for this game, especially because we keep trying to like get together and get a game going on, and something keeps happening so it doesn't work out. So we got all three of us here to actually go see a game together. Or even just try to get to a game. Like, Even uh, though I almost killed myself, like me two today. weeks ago, you almost killed yourself twice. I almost killed myself twice today. So um, we were, we were out me. logging on yonder ridge, not by choice, out here choice. in the Indiana countryside. <laughs> I, I hit myself in the nose with this big old like, I don't know, this big toe chain with a I big just, chain. It wasn't like some little like dog chain. We were hauling some logs with a gator and chopping up things with a chainsaw. And I like swung the end of it and it hit me right on the bridge of the nose and now it looks like someone just popped me in the nose. You weren't supposed to tell anybody that. We were going to tell everybody at the stadium that you got in a big fight and they needed to step away. I still will, Bengals fans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, this morning we went to breakfast in this, um, or was it last night? No, this Cowboys fan. Last night we were at Richo's, we were at the Festival of Beer. Yeah, they had a Festival of Beer. And this Cowboys fan comes up to the table and what, what was he saying? He goes... Hey, y'all, is a Cowboys fan welcome at this table? And Aaron, without missing a beat, says... I don't remember what I said. Dude, you... Oh, oh come on. Without missing a beat, Aaron Aaron goes, uh, yeah, uh, when we're not sitting here. <laughs> and the thing is, the guy looked like Jerry Jones. I thought he was Jerry he Jones. He did. He looked like Jerry Jones. Yeah, he had less of the Skeletor look that he's got going on nowadays. It's like if Jerry Jones ate a hamburger. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> Tell you the truth, when I saw him, I was kind of hoping it was, was Jerry Jones, and that's why I said that. I don't know. I think he thought we were going to be more friendly, and we just weren't. I don't know, dude. Well, dude, what? See, that's how. That's why Cowboys fans are such dumbasses. They come up, and they're all like, dur, 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 bur, 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 bur. we're just like, go away. Uh-huh. And then Josh joked a Cowboys fan last week, and he like wanted to throw down or something. Yeah, it was this uh, this electrician on a job site, and. Uh, you know, he. I, w- I was doing this checkout for a project, and and uh, I was talking to this one guy. I was wearing my Redskins hard hat signed by Chris Samuels, and uh, he, uh, the guy, looks at me and he goes, "Oh, Redskins fan." I was like, "Yeah, man, you're Redskins fan." He said, uh, "No, I'm a Packers fan." I said, "Well, that's all right." And I said, "As long as you're not a Cowboys fan." And he kind of pointed over his shoulder with his thumb at like this other electrician back there. And it did, was some. Did the dude? Did the other electrician have his hat on backwards? It was kind of sideways and cocked off to the side. Hey, and, and he said, and, and I looked at him. He looked to be maybe maybe about twenty years old or so. And uh, I looked over. I said, "Dude, you're a Cowboys fan." And he's like, "Yeah, boy." And I said, "I said, dude, and they actually let you work on this job site?" And he was like, "Oh." Oh, he didn't know what to say to that, dude. He just got this mean look on his face and, like, turned around and went into the next room. <laughs> and I, I had to go in there, and I was like, dude, you know I'm just busting on you. <laughs> I thought he was going to, like, you know, go get a nail gun and start shooting it at me or something. <laughs> he wasn't smart enough to defeat the safety, dude. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of Cowboys, I thought it was interesting. The other night I was, like, about to go to sleep, and I was laying in bed, and I was watching Sports Center, And um, across the bottom of the screen it said, Something to the effect of T.O. upset with the with the relationship between Tony Romo and Jason Witten. Well, you know, he was hoping that 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 never mind. I'm not even going to 
I don't even want to get into it. I'm all out of love. So lost without you. Is there a love triangle in Dallas Camp? Or is and it what does Jessica Simpson think of this? All of this and more. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. I found him. I found him in the in the tape tape review room. I found him. Why with, do you like to get with, more with ball? Another, I found him with another receiver. I just can't quit you, Jason Witten. He's like, why do you like to get more balls to Witten than you do to me? <laughs> I just can't quit you. I found him. Oh, Robo wow. is back. Anyway, that's enough of that. We can joke them this week after they get beat and yeah. lose their next two games, too. There's nothing like watching the Cowboys just self-destruct for making a really idiotic choice <laughs> by their owner. To bring in T.O. Speaking of which. And Pac-Man. You know. <laughs> and Pac-Man, who may be out for the year. Um, Marion Barber. Hate him. He's a cowboy. But he is one of the toughest running backs, hardest running running backs in the league. Dude, you only hate him because he's a cowboy. Exactly. Because he's wearing that I guarantee star. after he got called out by this week by Skeletor <laughs> that he couldn't – he could have played – Last week, calling out his toughness, as much heart and soul as he's put into that team. As soon as he becomes a free agent, he gone. He's gone. He gone. Gone. In 60 seconds. <laughs> dude, dude, that reminds me. That guy that came up last night, uh, a Cowboys fan. Jerry Jones Jr. Yep. <laughs> Jerry Jones Biggin. Jerry Jones with the burger. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jones after McDonald's. Um, he, he had said something about, uh, well, well, you know. I'm sure you're pulling uh, for us this week because you don't want them Giants to win. No, that's right. And we were just like, yeah, no. we do. We are like, uh, we don't care if the Giants win. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we do because that keeps you guys that much farther out of the playoffs. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we we want them to win. We don't we don't want you guys to uh, to win this game. And you could looked, tell he wasn't like a true Cowboys like, fan because uh, he would have just known that uh, we love two teams, the Redskins and whoever's played in Dallas. He looked all befuddled like, oh, yeah. what? And uh, I was like, Okay, Dude. well, it was good talking to y'all. And then he like, yeah. went on into the next room. Yeah, and he was like, why do you think y'all have a chance? And I was like, um, yeah, if we went out and you guys lose all your hard games that came at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, uh... All right, y'all. Yeah, we were like, you can't play Detroit four times in a season to boast about it. Come on. Dude. Anyway. Let's stop talking about these guys. I think it's time to move on. Yeah, they're making me ill. Right on. Oh, there's a phone call coming into the studios. Let's pause and see who it is. Live. Hey, guys. It's Tom calling again with another episode of Tom's Trivia. Um, this is getting really old, calling after the loss sort of makes things very difficult to get motivated to think of questions and to get fired up. But you know, at least Atlanta and Dallas lost, so my prediction that I put on the website still kind of holds true, but it requires the Redskins to win three in a row. And right now with all these injuries and Zorn and Portis going at each other, it doesn't look like there's any reason to believe they could win three in a row. But let's hope. So the last times you've made those runs for the playoffs, things were pretty dark and dismal right before we went on the winning streak as well. So let's hope we can do it again. All right, to remind you, the question from last week was um, basically how many wins does Jim Zorn need to get to in order to set the record for most wins by a Redskins coach in their first season? And uh, the answer is that he needs to get to 10. Um, George Allen got to uh, 9 his first season, 1971. He got 9, 4, and 1. And... Um, uh, 
Dorn obviously is now seven and six with three games to go, so in order for him to beat the record, we'd have to win out. Uh Gibbs, if you remember, went eight and eight his first season, lost his first five and then won eight of the last eleven, as did uh um Schottenheimer. They both started on five and finished eight and eight. Gibbs obviously went uh eight and one and fourteen and two in the next two seasons, so he clearly, you know, turned the corner early in that first year. Uh, I don't know if someone's got that in him, but we'll see. Um, unfortunately, the entire Redskins nation was stumped with this. I have a feeling that people are just sort of depressed from the recent events and are not trying to really kind of put, put an effort into this. So hopefully you guys can uh, feel a little more motivated and uh, hopefully we can get a win here against uh, Cincinnati and feel better ourselves. But unfortunately, no one got the answer right. Um, the question for this week is... Kind of a depressing one, but it was one that just sort of came to me. Well, it didn't come to me, but I kind of put it together. And uh, after this is a follow-up to the question we asked a few weeks ago about the election and the predictability of the out of the election outcome based on Redskins games. Well, the flip side is there's actually a predictability of Redskins outcomes based on the election. Since 1940, the Redskins obviously have played many games after an election. Um, and whenever a Democrat has won the election, the uh, Redskins have only had one winning season in for the not winning season, but the, the winning uh, record for the rest of the season in the years the uh, Democrats won the election. So, if you know the Redskins, have, you know, have five games left after election, or six games left depending on the season, whatever it is, only once has when a Democrat has won the election has the uh, Redskins had a winning record in those remaining games. Yeah, convoluted way to ask that question. And unfortunately, this year the streak will continue because obviously Obama won, which means the streak is appropriate. And um, the Redskins lost to, uh, let's do the math in my head here. They lost, well, the Pittsburgh game was the night before. And they lost to uh, the Cowboys the next week. They beat Seattle. They lost to the Giants. They lost to uh, the Ravens, which puts them at one and three. Actually, you know what? The streak actually could be broken, or it could be not continued. If the Redskins went out, not only does Zorn get his ten wins, not only do I think the Redskins make the playoffs, but they also will have a four and three record and a winning record after the election of a Democrat. So the question is, assuming it doesn't happen this year, or even if it does happen this year, when was the only other time since 1940 where a Democrat has won the election? And in the remaining games of that season, the Redskins had a winning record. There's not protocol for this year. And uh, depending on your political affiliation, it might be more motivation not to vote for a Democrat, or it could be something you close your eyes and vote for a Democrat. Um, okay, well, uh, everybody hang in there. Uh, I still think we have a decent shot of winning this game, and I think all our marbles come down to the Eagles. If we can win that, and if we somehow win these two, I like our chances against San Francisco. If we lose to the Eagles and we're somehow eliminated by the time we get to San Francisco, I think we're going to get lit up. But I have a feeling we can beat them if we've won the next two. I still think that at some level the Redskins do control their own destiny. So I think three wins and they're in. Uh, let's hope that's the way they look at it, and I hope they put forth a good effort despite having you know me playing offensive line. All right, well, everybody hang in there. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, we'll okay.
Congratulations to nobody for winning Tom's trivia. But you guys can win double points if you get this week's correct. Are we doing that? Oh, really? Next week? Next sure. week? This, We're going to go double points? Sure, double points. Double your points this week. All right. Two yep. for one, like what double mint gum. Yep. <laughs> Those twins. Twin what happened twins. to uh, What happened to David in Michigan this week, man? Um, He probably got sick of watching the Redskins lose. Somebody's got a uh, chance to get double points, so. Well, at least for him, he can uh, joke the uh, the Lions fans out there. And speaking of that, um, I know some people, you know, you're, you're feeling good in your heart, and, and it's the Christmas spirit and everything. But, uh, dudes, I want to see history. I want to see 0-16. 0-16? I want to see 0-16. I want to see the Lions go 0-16. You want the Lions to be a completely defeated I want team. them to go defeated. It'll be the first time since 1976 since the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Bucko Bruce on the helmets. I want to see. I want to see history, and I know that the Detroit Lions can do it. So, so, dude, up there in Michigan, um, the best you can do right now, if anyone gives you a hard time about the Redskins, just be like, dude, I know your team can make history. I know you can go defeated. I know it, dude. You're a cold-hearted bee. I, I, I. I well, well, at this point, I don't know about the B. Dude, at this point, they probably do want to lose so that they can get that first draft pick. And I think, well, I was about to say, I think they have it wrapped up, but they're uh, they're only a game and a half behind the bungles. Yeah. The bungholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hopefully, about to be two and a half games behind. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, we've got one more um, TV for my bunghole. We got one more little segment here, and it belongs to Josh. What's that, dude? Uh. Where are you now? Seriously, we still have this music. Yeah. Okay, dude, okay. We still dude. have this music. I got I better can't, music. For I you. can't do this music. I got better music for you. Dude, what's wrong with the music? I got better music for you. Oh wait, what do I hear? Oh, there you go. Nacho. It reminds me of Josh's girlfriend Nacho. at the stadium. Sweatpants. Great Sorry, sweatpants. John's girlfriend at the stadium. Hole. Not funny. And you're in the pants. Sweatpants. And your uncle with the nachos. All right. I think it was her dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll run with this. This week's Where Are You Now was a <clears throat> Washington Redskins from 1990 to 1993. Or the jersey number 27. It is not Fred Smoot. <laughs> Brad Edwards. Brad. I'm ignoring you guys. Edward. He was a safety from South Carolina. His game cock. Drowned in the second round. Second second raft. Go Cox. Second round. <laughs> uh yeah, you got it, dudes. Bradford Wayne Edwards. Bradford. Bradford. Hello, my name is Bradford. Bradford Wayne. Dude, I dude. like Brad Edwards. I can't John. His middle name, though, you guys share a name. name. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say, dude. Bradford Edwards was one of my favorite players of the time. Are you serial? Dude, he was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He anyway. can hit. That boy can hit. He did. He went yeah, to USC. Dude. He was a Gamecock. USC. Well, you know, University of SC. Southern. South. Oh, not USC. No, no, no. Not South Kakalaki. South Kakalaki. Oh, tro- right. Not a Trojan, but a cock. He's a cock. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's so funny? <laughs> okay, dudes. Where is he now? <laughs> Where is this cock? <laughs> <laughs> he, he now he now uh, resides in 
Columbia, South Carolina. He went back to the home of the Cox. Oh, he's back in Cola Town. He's hanging out with Steve Spurrier. Um, he lives there with his two sons. And actually, you guys can tune into him on uh, ESPN Radio Station 93.1 FM. 91.3. In the armpit of South Kakalaki, the hottest town in in the state. I think it's one of the hottest towns in the, the lower 48. It's like a honestly. little, it's like a little bowl in it, Columbia. Yeah, there's like, like a little divot in the landscape there or something because it is, there's I mean, if you've lived water. in Atlanta or been there, you don't get a lot of like good wind and airflow like we do on the coast. Man. Something it, in the it, water there. The, the air, <laughs> the air there just doesn't, it, you just don't get a good breeze. Ever. It's like a hot bowl of chili without the beans. Yeah. Aww. Or a hot bowl of chili after the beans. <laughs> like I said, something in the water. Something. Anyway, Brad Edwards uh, is this week's Where Are You Now? Washington Redskin. Harry Hog Football. Congratulations to okay. Brad. Dude, Brad Edwards was awesome, man. He was the guy at the end of the 1991 video yearbook. For the yeah, I, I mean, I can give you a little stats about him. I mean, he, he basically uh, had more picks than Carlos Rodgers. <laughs> 1990 to 1993, he had, uh, in those particular years, he had a total of 12, am I thinking 12? No, 13 interceptions. More All than right. Carlos Rodgers. And where did he play? What was his last year? He had one touchdown. His last year was 93 in Washington. Then he went from uh, – before that, he played for Minnesota for a couple of years. That's where he was drafted. Dome. Then he went from there to the uh, Atlanta Birds, and he Dude. finished up there in 96. Dude, you see a stat really? there about dropped interceptions and how it compares to Carlos Rogers? <laughs> um, no, but but he did – his best <laughs> his best years were in Washington, okay, like for tackles. Yeah, he was good, dude. Dude, 91, he had 135 tackles. 92, 168, 93, 150 wow. tackles. Wow. That's insane. Dude, he get was this. a hitman. Get this. I don't know what happened to him if he got hurt or something at that He point. hit hard, dude. He always dude, came like sailor diving in. From, yeah. from 93 to 94, 94 he landed in Atlanta. For some reason, we don't know why. After 150 tackles and an interception, because we went three and 13 in '93, probably because Richie Pettibone cut him. Well, dude, in '94 <laughs> in Atlanta, he only had five tackles. Yeah, he only played four games though. I think that's when the injuries started to creep in because you have all those like little DB like defensive back dudes, and and some of them are just like super hitmen. But but after a few seasons, they yeah, start dude. to the wear and tear really. Really gets on him. Yeah, but the next year, in 90, 95 in Atlanta, he he still he only had three tackles and he played 13 games. I think he was injured. Mm. I think he might, he got he injured might have been in Twilight. Yeah. yeah, but he was good in Washington. I'll tell he's you got that. A ring. He was. He was. Congratulations, and Brad Edwards. <laughs> this week's where are they now, Redskin? Dude, he was cool. All right, that's about it, I guess. Right, we're. Uh, yeah, that about wraps it up. Trying to get ourselves together for this uh, game, leaving here in the morning. And, yes, sir. Uh, and don't don't. Oh, Aaron, what were you going to say about the ticket? Oh, oh, we got a call. That call that came in was our um, good pal that's going with us to the game. Big Clinton Portis fan, Dave Blanton, and uh, he said he is going to be able to go to the game after all. That's commitment. <laughs> commitment. So anyway. So, but before we he's keep making going, us some chili, dude. Josh, what's up with your shirt? Oh, yeah, dude. What? I want to point that out. This is quite possibly the most interesting Redskins shirt I've ever seen. <laughs> it says, all right. It's not that interesting. It's kind of boring, actually. We're going to put a picture of It's just odd. It's, it's, it's the redundant shirt. The redundant shirt. We're going to put a picture of it up here. Um, we actually got pictures of Josh and John and me in the studio recording this. I think it's the first time we were ever in the main Harry Hog Football studio. Here on Cool Mountain. 
usually when we're all together, it's some sort of portable setup, but uh, here we are. And if we had one more condenser mic, it would look even cooler in the picture. Yeah, Josh and I are doing the uh, John and Paul. Right. Uh, Dude, I'm glad you brushed your teeth. Yeah, I did brush my teeth. But anyway, back to the shirt. Josh's shirt, it says Redskins 19, and then has Redskins helmet, and then says 32. And then below that. Below that, Landover, Maryland. It has either an old school Redskins helmet or it's a kicker helmet. I can't decide. <laughs> the one bar. It's an old school kicker helmet. Or a Joe Theismann helmet. Yeah, from early. And then under Landover, Maryland, it says Redskins in a, a uh, shield. It's like from the Landon school. <laughs> it's like some sort of crusty shield sort of thing. So it's like Redskins, Redskins, Landover, Maryland, Redskins. It was it was Friday. It was, it was a Friday at the factory on the what? Do you, what is the uh, the the group that decides the Reba the uh, uh, licensing. licensing and marketing the licensing and marketing division? It was Friday, and they were trying to get out of there when they approved this. Yeah, nowhere on it, it say, does it say Washington Redskins. So I basically, think... they're the Landover Redskins, and they have. It has two Redskins logos within five inches. And the Landover Redskins have played since 1932. I'm sure it is an NFL original. <laughs> uh, it, it is an Along NFL with the original. Pottsville or Pottstown and uh, the Canton, whatever they're called. Bulldogs. It is yeah. It is official NFL gear. We just looked at the time. Yeah, we did. We did. We double-checked that. But, uh, anyway, yeah, it's the redundant Redskins shirt. It's like it's like kind of cool old school. But just the fact that it says Redskins makes it cool. But over and it's over. It's kind of odd. Right. Kind of like over and over, kind of like your, your plaid redskin pajama pants. Although if I right was now. if I was a foreigner, yeah. if I was a foreigner, I would think that the Redskins played in Landover, Maryland. Well, they right. do, but yeah. hey, <laughs> I thought it was Raljon. In any event, now I'm very confused. But anyway, something's wrong with Aaron. He's confused. He's trying not to cough into the mic. Cough. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's wrap this thing up. Um, we're heading out to Cincinnati early in the morning. We got to get some shut eye. Um, I'd like to give my a shout-out to my man, K-Chap, coming from Louisville, Kentucky. And he's going to meet up with us in parking lot B to tailgate, a Redskins fan. And if you guys are there listening to this really late at night, even though you have to get up early in the morning to go to the game, one, go to bed. And two, um, meet us in parking lot B. Look for dudes. the Dallas Sucks flag. And, not to mention, dudes, um, hail to the Redskins this week. Hopefully we'll come away with the big victory. John's predicted you, it. I'm telling you, this is this is going to be the highest point total of the year for the Redskins. Telling you, man. Okay. And we're going to hold you to that. As always, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, joke them, joke them, joke them, joke them, joke them, joke Bye bye. Bunhole. <laughs>